0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck for all the shows as well, at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating and review as well, that'd be much, much appreciated, and make sure that you download and subscribe to the show, and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts, and make Locked On Leafs part of your daily. It's <laughs> listening routine. We got a bunch of stuff that we got to get to today. Uh, Apologies for not getting an episode out yesterday after the lease fall to Arizona. So I'll quickly jump on that uh, topic off the top and give you my thoughts on that game. Uh, But a bunch of other news has come out in the last 24 hours that we got to talk about. So first and foremost, the one thing that is mainly, uh, you know, really grinding the gears of a lot of people in the hockey world is the the all-star rosters. The all-star game rosters have been announced. And uh, there are some terrible, terrible um, selections here. Some some massive snubs. So go through all that. Austin Matthews obviously getting the nod along with Jack Campbell. So they will be uh, at the All Star game, and there might be another Maple Leaf. I'll let you know about that uh, in a few moments. And then also we had um, we had a couple of players get named to some Olympic. Rosters: a couple of these prospects, uh, Nick Abruzzese out of Harvard, Matthew Nyes out of Minnesota. So congratulations to both of those guys officially named to the U.S. Olympic roster. So you know, it gives you a couple of Maple Leafs prospects to watch. I know we were hoping to see guys like Marner and Matthews and Riley and whatnot, but it's still fun to also check and check out these young cats. You know, the the, the future of hockey, and the future of the NHL. And a couple of Maple Leafs prospects uh, will be there for us to watch. Um, and then also Leafs and Blues this weekend. We'll tee that game up a little bit. Give you my thoughts on uh, kind of the keys to victory here. And and my, my thoughts on the matchup as a whole. So uh, we'll get to all that and more here on the show today. But like I said, let's start off just by... Put, uh, put a nice little bow on that game against Arizona. Uh, it was a 2-1 win by the Yotes, the worst team in the league by a large margin, them and the Montreal Canadiens. And the Leafs, one of the best, and they go in there and they lose, right? They, they come away with zero points, which is less points than they got against Colorado and Vegas. Clearly two more superior teams than the Arizona Coyotes, but... It, the Leafs played well. Like you can't even be upset about it. That was just a night where you know the goaltender was just unconscious on the other side. Carl Vilmelka ended up with uh, was a forty-five out of forty-six stops and uh, a four-point-two-seven goal saved above average. So the Maple Leafs legitimately were robbed of an additional four goals by Vilmelka based on um, you know the analytics. So like that's that that's you're not going to be upset with Toronto for the effort you obviously wish that like you got to beat the bad teams you got to get the two points against teams like this but hey you also got to tip your cap off to the goaltender on the other side you know every now and then that's going to happen where a goalie stands on your head you severely outplay your opponent but just get the loss. Remember the the game against the Rangers early in the year. Igor Shcherbukin stood on his head in a two one loss. Um, you know, and, and this time around, Vimelka did the exact same thing. It was it was really just an incredible, incredible outing for the young kid um, who had come in, who had allowed. I uh, think it was like 11 goals, I believe it was, in his last three games. So it's like, it's not even like he's been playing well. It was just that one game, he was feeling it, he was hot, and he was stopping everything. Like the Leafs threw legitimately everything but the kitchen sink at this guy. Like Austin Matthews had himself a night, and he was the lone goal scorer, made sure to make that history. Um, he scored 14 seconds into the third period, which actually set a new Maple Leafs road. Uh, Goal scoring streak record. He's now scored in nine consecutive road games, surpassing the record of eight games that was previously in place. Um, and now Matthews just a couple couple back of Leon Drysaddle for the Rocket, and it's becoming increasingly uh, more likely, actually, that he's going to win it. Like if this guy just keeps it go- keeps going at this pace, like he's just he's going to win it. He looked like the best player on the planet in that game. Puck on a string, um, you know, just. He had five slot shots in that game. Um, he was so dominant on and off the puck, but he just looked like a, a, it really was quite the homecoming for Austin Matthews. Sons, the obvious win and two points, but he played incredible in that game. Hold on a second. <coughs> uh, sorry about that, but yeah, Matthews was, was was awesome. And like When you look at this team as a whole, and the possession metrics. <laughs> the Maple Leafs possessed the puck for in the offensive zone for 10 minutes and 52 seconds of that game. That's how much they had the puck on their stick while in the offensive zone. That's legitimately more than triple the amount that Arizona had. Arizona had it for just 2 minutes and 46 seconds. Austin Matthews had it for a minute 52. A minute 52, which is almost as much as the entire um, Coyotes roster <laughs> it's just Austin Matthews had the puck on a stick almost as much as the entire Coyotes roster in the offensive zone like that just goes to show how dominant this guy was and like his puck protection you know made a couple of real nice plays I just he was unbelievable it was fantastic to see um and it really does make you make you love the fact that you know Austin Matthews is a Maple Leaf and, um, you know, there's a lot of conversations that come up whenever they play Arizona. It's like, oh, you know, he's going to leave. He's going to go play home in Arizona. He clearly likes Arizona, given the performance that he puts on when he's over there. But uh, I- I'm never going to have those conversations because I just want to kind of live in the moment and enjoy having Austin Matthews on this club. So, um, you know, I'm not ripping into the Maple Leafs for that loss. They played They played really well. They should have won that game by a large margin. Uh, but you know, sometimes you're going to have a goaltender on the other side that just goes bonkers. You know, it just is what it is. Um, there's there's nothing that you can really do about it on nights like that. And uh, so, you know, Maple Leafs, now they move on. They've got a game on Saturday against the St. Louis Blues. And I'll tee that up in, uh, in just a little bit. But up next, we're actually going to kind of talk about the All-Star game and the selections made. And I'm going to... I'm gonna tell you how I feel, tell you how I really feel, and it's not great because there's a lot of guys who I feel were very well-deserving of an all-star selection that just ultimately um, didn't get the nomination. Uh, Some of them didn't even get the vote-in nomination to be on the vote-in ballot, which I think is also a bit of a bit of a disgrace but i'll get to all that and more plus teeing up the blues leafs game for tomorrow night and we'll do all that when we return here in the Lockdown on these podcasts but first a word from our show sponsor it's the new year, so that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even a little bit better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it just tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, it could be chalky or waxy or it tastes like chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it's just so, so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, ah, it's just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? I'll tell you what, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. We compare that to a regular candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for you. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, in the car, the office, wherever. Throw out all of those sugary and calorie-filled treats and replace them. With Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat. You can reach for that. Something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many great flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, and many, many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use the promo code uh, lock 15 and get 15% off your order using promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back into Locked on Leafs, a daily Maple Leafs podcast here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Mike DeStefano, the host of this show. A couple of uh, Maple Leafs making the All-Star Game. Uh, The rosters were announced yesterday, and lots of of anger being thrown around, and I will also do that. But first, let's give some love to the Maple Leafs who did make the roster, because they're very well deserving of it. Austin Matthews, named captain of the Atlantic Division. He's having an incredible year, obviously just a couple of ga- uh, goals back of the league, lead league in scoring, um, so you know, Austin Matthews, I, there, he was a lock, there was absolutely no way that this guy was not going to be representing the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, and the Atlantic division in the uh, in the, the, the all-star game um, and get named captain as well a nice little feather in his cap just goes to show the the incredible season that he's having and the recognition from the league on that as well, so Austin Matthews, congratulations uh, um, named captain of the Atlantic division, and hey, you know, getting getting to see Austin with a C on his chest looks—it's gonna look nice, won't it? You know, like and there was a lot of discussion and discourse a couple of years back: who's the captain of this team? Is it gonna be Austin? Is it gonna be Tavares? Morgan Riley was the kind of the third player that was involved, and it ultimately went to John Tavares, but. You know, a couple of years later, I, I wonder if 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 the the captaincy was given out on a yearly basis. You know, for that year, this is the guy who we think is best to represent the team as a captain. I wonder, I wonder if Sheldon Keith would have put the C on Austin Matthews, knowing damn well what this guy means to the team. Um, you know, both vocal on and off the ice. You know, I it's. Yeah, that's a conversation for another day. But he's gonna be wearing the C uh, for the Atlantic Division in the All Star Game, and the guy who's joining him on the Toronto Maple Leafs, Soupy Jack Campbell, making his first All Star Game appearance at the age of thirty. Uh, look, this is just an incredible story. You know, we've talked about it a lot on the show, obviously, but like eleventh overall, like more than a decade ago. Uh, Back in 2010, I want to say, 2019, uh, 2009, 2010, one of those two years. Don't know why I'm blanking on it. But 11th overall in the draft, just doesn't get it done. You know, his first four or five years of professional hockey, you know, up and down between the AHL and the ECHL and just doesn't find a groove. And then eventually starts to pick things up. He ends up becoming the backup in L.A., And he has a pretty good season the one year. Jonathan Quick goes down. And then, you know, it was a decent backup for Quick and the LA Kings for a couple of seasons. And then ultimately got traded here to Toronto to be the backup. And give them a nice number two in behind Freddie Anderson. But luckily for Toronto, when they made the trade, there was a nice little two-year contract extension tacked on to that deal when they signed him. Or when they traded for him. And this is year two of that deal. And he went from being an ECHL goaltender... To an NHL backup, to an NHL starter, to now being an all star and Vesna nominee. At this point, maybe even the front runner for the Vesna. It's just such a great story for Jack Campbell to finally, at the age of 30, get the recognition and become that all star that a lot of people envisioned when he went number 11 overall in the draft, right? So I think this is just fantastic, and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy you know what I mean and let's take a look at some of the statistics and see where he ranks among the goalies we haven't quite done that in uh, in a little bit but like when you take a peek and when it comes to games played he's he's, he's also up there he's got 27 games played which is more than any it's more that it's a it's a career high actually. It sets a career high for games played uh, in a season. So like this is his first real breakout year. Uh, wins he's up there eighteen wins, which is tied for third in the NHL. Uh, take a look at the goals against average. So the G A A is up there second a two oh two. Goals against average, save percentage, second with a 9.35 save percentage. Shutouts, second with four shutouts on the year. Goals saved above average, which is a stat that I really like when I look at goaltending analytics. It's 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 essentially like how many goals did Jack Campbell save that an average goalie would let in. So like this is a true. Uh, Indicator to me to like how good a goaltender uh, is above like the average means. And Jack Campbell, number one in the league, he saved 21 goal saved above average so he has been a rock for the Toronto Maple Leafs a big reason why they are so good and they're in in the position that they're in and then uh, goalie point shares second to only UC Soros, 6.8 of the Maple Leafs points you can attribute to the success that Jack Campbell has had so you know Three full wins and goalie points here it's almost like a war statistic in baseball. you know how many wins can you attribute to this to the the play of that specific player? well, according to the stats and analytics, Jack Campbell attributes to nearly seven full points than uh for the maple Leaf, so if it wasn 't Jack Campbell and it was a, a, an average you know level goaltender who gave you average goaltending the Leafs would have 6.8 so we'll round up to seven less points than they currently do which is the second best goalie point share in the NHL so absolutely not even a question to me that this guy was going to be an all-star incredibly well deserved he's having a a Besna season at that so congratulations Soupy Campbell well deserved love to see it um so the guys who didn't get in for the Maple Leafs that you thought eh, maybe they'll be able to have a chance. Uh, William Nylander who's having an unbelievable season. Morgan Riley's another guy who's having a great year on the back end, and John Tavares as well having a pretty good season along with uh, Mitch Marner who you know injured and and he's had an, a bit of an up and down season I suppose. Uh, but Mitch Marner another guy who you know you always think he is an All Star caliber player, so you got to put him you got to put him in there. You know you, you just have to. Um, but of those guys, only Tavares now is eligible to make the playoffs or make the, the all-star game as he was the least nominee, uh, for the vote in ballot, the fan vote ballot, uh, over a guy like Nylander and over, you know, well, Morgan Riley's a little different story. They already have three defensemen named. So, but Nylander to me is a guy who probably deserved to be on the ballot over Tavares. Like I think Nylander's had, the much better season. And I don't even think it's particularly close, to be honest with you. I mean, we've talked about this all season long, how he's been a beacon of consistency pretty well all season. There's been a couple of of lulls like there always is in his game, but ultimately he's been, you know, one of the least most consistent players, and he was the early season MVP. You look at the stats, I mean, he's got 36 points in 35 games, uh, 16 goals, second on the team Behind Matthews now, Tavares isn't far off himself. You know he's got 34 points in 34 games, so Tavares operating at a point per game. But I just think William Nylander like just recognition. Right, you, you want to give recognition to those who are having incredible seasons, and I feel like uh, it's a bit of a slap in the face to not have. To not give Willie that opportunity um, to to get the the fan vote, and you know it's three on three, he'd be electric, electric in three on three. Um, so a bit of a a bit of a missed opportunity, I think, and not one that I I appreciate. Um, maybe you guys feel differently. Maybe you you believe that cap the captain of the Maple Leafs, Tavares, who's also having a decent year. But he deserves to be there. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I would I would suggest that Nylander uh, has, is more deserving than Tavares. But ultimately, and this is uh, this is what we're going to get down to when we get down to the nitty gritty. Overall, the selection process is a bit of a joke for the NHL All Star Game. Uh, we all know the deal. You know, at least one one player per team uh, has to be nominated and has to be the representative uh, at the NHL All Star Game, and when it's only you know uh, an 11 person team or a 12 person team you're not going to be able to fit in very much in these in these really good divisions and and the Atlantic is one of those really good divisions and there's there's others you know the you think out to the Central, there's a couple of players who weren't there, and really, you could, actually, I can tell you, every team where there's massive busts, or massive, uh, not busts, I don't know why I said bust, Um snubs, that's what I'm looking for, massive snubs. And it's due to the fact that you have to have one player from each team. Like, you're going to tell me that Nick Suzuki deserves, and no disrespect to Nick Suzuki, I think he's a fantastic young hockey player who, in the in the future, will probably make many All Star games because I think that he's that good of a player. But this season, there's no way he deserves to be there over William Nylander. Not a chance. Stephen Stamkos, he's got like forty five points. Suzuki's got like nineteen points. Like the guy's not having a very good season. Let's be honest. We can talk about it, right? It's 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 okay to do so. Um, but when you look at and you compare some of the guys who are there compared to some of the snubs like Nylander and like Stamkos um this is just in the Atlantic you know we don't even want it to we, we'll get to it but Nazim Kadri not being at the all-star game is just a farce an absolute farce but it's just it's 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 ridiculous when when you look at it it's not a summation of the league's best players which is what an all-star game is supposed to represent that's what I rem- remember it as a kid represented as and it's just not that anymore it's too much of a you know, it's, it's, it's a participation badge at this point. You know, at once you could say, yeah, this guy was a, a you know, a 10 time all-star and it was part of his, his hall of fame. Um, you know, it'd be talked about at the, at the hall of fame. Yeah. This guy's a 10 time all-star. How are you going to do that now? Like, how do you put respect on the all-star nod? It's like, oh yeah, Mitch Marner was a, a six time all-star. Or Nylander was a six time all-star. He's definitely should be a guy who should be, you know, in the hall of fame. It's like, Really? Like when you look at it, you're like, I don't know about that. Clayton Keller was an all-star. Nick Suzuki was an all-star that one year. Cam Talbot who's got a three oh oh goals against Average this season is an all-star this year. It's it's a disgrace. It's pathetic. I don't I, I it's it's a bit of a joke to me to be quite honest with you. The way that they select this and expect us to respect and expect for us to be engaged in the game. It's not. What's what would be engaging is if we had Brad Marchand, if we had Sidney Crosby, Nazem Kadri who legitimately is right up there with Connor McDavid. He is a fraction of a of a fraction of a point away from Connor McDavid when it comes to points per game. And he leads the entire NHL in 5-on-5 five five points per 60, almost lapping the entire NHL at points per 60 by a full point. It's incredible the season he's having. And the fact that he he is in the, the vote-in ballot, and hopefully he does get voted in, because he 1,000% deserves to be there. But the fact that he wasn't awarded an All-Star nomination right off the hop, because Clayton Keller of the Arizona Coyotes got in because the Yotes had to have a representative it's just disgusting to me honestly it's it it, ah. I know some people should say like why do you care no one cares about the all-star game why do you care and it's just it's just a respect thing like recognition is supposed this is supposed to be recognition of the league's best players and 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 I know some players don't want to go and Crosby probably said hey look I'm not going to come anyway so don't even don't put me in don't put me on the ballot just leave me off and I'll take the weekend off I I, I bet you that happens but like I don't know Would would that be Crosby's prerogative like probably not or, or uh Cadre's prerogative like I don't think he hasn't been there if he got nominated as an All-Star, I bet you he'd be excited to go. That just seems like the type of dude he is, and he'd respect the recognition for that. I don't know. I I, I think it's uh, it's it's a bit of a joke that you've got you know some guys who probably shouldn't be there, and then guys who definitely should be and won't be, or at least they have to win a fan vote to get into the All-Star game. A uh, bit of a joke, to be quite honest with you, but nonetheless probably still going to watch. I don't even know actually, I don't think I even watched the All-Star game uh, a couple years ago, now that I think about it, like sadly, I I just, I don't think I did, maybe it was on, I quickly flipped it over, but it's not like a must see, and for me, the All-Star games, no matter what sport it is, I'm really not that interested, because there's nothing on the line, and it's usually a joke, but if I can recommend something, it would be to bring back the Young Stars game, you know, we saw this, through the two thousands, where it was sophomore, uh, sophomores and uh, and and freshmen. So like first and second year players, you know those guys got the opportunity to come in and play at the All Star game. Then they had an opportunity to participate in the skills competition. And you know Trevor Zegers is another guy who's who was not named to this list, but. I I believe that he's on the, actually, no, I think it was Troy Terry is who was the representative chosen for it. So Zegers is not going to be here, but you're going to tell me that you don't want Trevor Zegers at the All-Star Game? Like, this guy, he would just dominate the skills competition. That's the type of stuff that you want to put on display. So I think the the NHL is really hurting themselves because this is an, an opportunity, and the fact that they're with ESPN, this is the first season with ESPN, they had an opportunity to do something different. And they didn't. They went back to the well, something that I don't really appreciate. I would love to bring back the draft, all right? Pick your best players, however many guys there is, 12 times 4, so that's what? Uh, 36 players. Pick the best 36 and then just have them do a draft. Nominate your captains and have them draft that way. You know, like, the draft was so entertaining a few years back. Remember Phil Kessel, the last guy to get drafted, and it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, I enjoyed it. I don't know. And to me, it's gimmicky, sure, but it's engaging. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, something like that, it, along with this young stars game, with the young talent getting to come out, show the the youth, and they don't feel obligated maybe to put those guys on the all star team ahead of guys like um, ahead of guys like Stamkos and Crosby and, and Marshawn and and uh, Kadri. Of course, let's not forget about it. Igor Shosturkin. Igor Shosturkin currently leading the NHL in save percentage, leading the NHL in goals against average, and this guy did not make the all star team like what legitimately having a Vesna caliber year he could win the Vesna but he's not an all-star it's just it's it's ah oh, it's it's incredible <laughs> it's ridiculous is what is what it is realistically uh all right that uh, I'm gonna leave that conversation where it is I'm sure you guys have your takes um of what you think of the All-Star game, what you think of the All-Star nominations. You know, you can check me out on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts, or or if you want to respond to my thoughts, at Mickey underscore Canuck. Uh, If you've got something you want to say about it, uh, I'd I'd be glad to to give it a read. Uh, All right, up next, let's preview the Leafs and Blues game that's going down this weekend in St. Louis. A couple of new players hitting the COVID list that won't be available. I'll tell you about those guys when we return here on the Lockdown Leafs Podcast bet online like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to get started from football basketball hockey boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Welcome back into Locked On Lease, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Mike DeStefano, the host of this show. Just a reminder, you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast from and download it so you can get those daily Maple Leaf updates. Uh, and another update for you. Uh, tomorrow night, looks like the lease will be without Justin Hall, Andre Kasha, and Nick Ritchie, as those three have officially Hit the COVID-19 list. So uh, just when you thought this team was getting fully healthy, right? Mitch Marner, he's back with the team. Pierre Engel's back with the team. All right, we're getting healthy. Boom. Three more players hit the COVID list. Uh, and it, you know, it takes a bit of a hit. So I guess Justin is going to come out, which means Timothy Lillegren probably draws back into this lineup, um, as well. So, and Sandine, who missed the other night in, uh, in Arizona. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Sandine had 10 points, or 10, uh, 10 hits, sorry, in Arizona. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, but he should draw back into the lineup. So we'll see what that looks like. Um... It's still unknown if Marner and Engvall will be ready to go. Like I said, they rejoined the team today, had practice. We'll see if one day is enough for them to to catch their win, get their legs back under them after being, you know, under lock and key and quarantine for the last five six days. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and now with the with with Kasha and Richie out, you would hope. That you can replace them with Martin um, because this is going to be a good matchup, right? You got the St. Louis Blues, one of the top teams out west, currently second in uh, in their division. Um, you know, one of the top teams going up against another top team in the East, right? So this is something that I would love, absolutely love to see if we had uh, if if we had a All Star or sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, what was I saying? I got a text message and I looked at it. I shouldn't have looked at it. It's not about Marner and Eggball, right? I think. No, it's not about the game. <laughs> Teeing up the game. Tonight's gonna be a good one. Or tomorrow's gonna be a good one. Leafs and Blues. Blues one of the deepest teams offensively too. Um, you know, and they've got a lot of kids who are really starting to bloom. Like the young the young guys are starting to blossom over there. Jordan Cairo, who did make the All Star team, who is I would say deserving of making an all-star team. Uh, he's been unbelievable. Robert Thomas, Ivan Barbashev has like 29 points this year. Uh, quite quite fantastic. But one of the interesting things to me is is it is just kind of an off-the-base random ass thought that I had. But you look at the starting goaltenders, Jack Campbell and Jordan Bennington. Can you think of a more like complete opposite person than these two like, like just like juxtaposed between the nicest man on the planet and jack campbell and known agitator in Jordan Binnington, like this is this, uh, to me, it's just not a, kind of a funny goaltending matchup based on their personalities. Uh, and, and for whatever reason, I thought about that, so I just I want to make the comments, my podcast; I can do what I want, I can say what I want, and I wanted to bring that up to y'all. But overall, two incredibly deep teams with uh, with some offensive firepower, some pretty good goaltending, and uh, you know the 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 the. the Defensive play has been pretty good too on both sides. So uh, let's get to my three keys to the game. Um, I think this is going to be a good special teams battle. Uh, really, it, it really is. So if the Maple Leafs can win the special teams battle, something that they did not do uh, the other night in Vegas, um, they I guess didn't also do it in in uh, in in Arizona because they didn't score a power play goal. But win the special teams battle. They both have great special teams. Great power plays uh good penalty killers you know they're both ranked in the top 10 in both categories so if Toronto can come out and they can end up um in the plus column in the you know the 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 special teams battle I think that'll go a long way to trying to ensure uh, a full two points in this game the second one I think they got to get Tavares going he's been a little bit quiet on this road trip um you know, he did not have a good game in Vegas at all. They were kind of hemmed in their own zone. He didn't get anything going offensively, really, in that game. Played better in Arizona, but, again, that was against Arizona. It's, it's essentially the Tucson Roadrunner, so I would hope that he would have a, a much better outing against the, a AHL a squad for the most part. Um But he's got to get going offensively. And, you know, in this game, with with a team that that's deep, that's skilled, um... I, you know, I think it will go a long way to to trying to get the victory against the St. Louis Blues team, and that's on both ends of the ice, right? Offensively and defensively. We've seen at times, you know, when and now especially if 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 Kasha is going to be out, and also um, you know if Marner's not back, I think they're going to rely a little bit more on that Tavares line to kind of be that D zone uh, that D zone line. Like we've seen that in the past, where if that if if Camp doesn't have Kasha with him sometimes Keith likes to throw Tavares against the, the opening lines, have them be a bit of a shutdown line, try and gain possession and head up head up the ice for some offensive time. So I, I think Tavares on both ends of the ice, he's got to kind of rebound and, and start picking it up again, I think, tomorrow night against St. Louis. Uh, if he can get that done, that'll go a long ways for the Maple Leafs as well. And then thirdly, just from a defensive perspective, pressure the puck. Stay on top of pucks, right? This is a, a good, young, talented roster. Uh, guys like Cairo, guys like Robert Thomas, like these are good young players who are very skilled. So, be hard on the forecheck, make it difficult to play against. You know, backcheck hard, stay on top of pucks, make sure you got good gap control. Win your board battles. You know, close in on guys, don't give them time and space. Make them cough up the puck and create turnovers. That's the type of stuff that I'm talking about when I say pressure the puck. Um, so I, I, you know, if you can do that, uh, it's a young team. They've got some vets obviously as well. Um, it's actually a well balanced team now. That I think about it, but the young guys are starting to really come on for these two, uh, for this club. But you know, pressure them, try and cause turnovers, and head up back the other way. Spend as much time as you can in the offensive end. It doesn't always turn out to be a victory, as we saw happen in Arizona. You know, the 11 to 2.5 minute t- offensive zone time discrepancy there didn't result in two points, but that's, that's an anomaly. It's not going to happen very, very often. So, you know, I think that would be uh, extremely beneficial for the Maple Leafs to be able to do that. And my bonus... Look, don't fall apart in the third period, All right, We didn't see that happen, obviously, on on uh, Wednesday against Arizona. They were great in that game. But when I take a look at the two games prior in Vegas and in Colorado, they went into both those games, the two-goal lead, and then ended up having to play overtime. They lost in overtime in one game, and they won a shootout in the other. So don't fall apart. If you're going to go out and have a great 40 minutes to start the game, come out with a lead through two, Shut her down last twenty minutes too. That's been something that they've been really good at, really good at over the course of you know the first third of the season. Keep her going, right? A little bit of a blip on the radar there in Colorado and Vegas, but right here, if you end up with a two-goal lead after three, you know, shut it down. That to me is uh, is a bit of a bonus key here uh, for for this game, and that's like that's a bonus key because that's uh, that that should be the key in every game, really. It's just win the third period if you win the third period oftentimes you win the ball game um well the the hockey game i guess <laughs> technically so those are my keys to tomorrow's game uh well once again lease blues 7 p.m puck drop you can watch it on Sportsnet. listen to it on tsn 1050 Friend of the show frank corrado actually gonna be joining them for intermission and post-game coverage so uh Good luck, Frankie. Maybe I'll get you on the show next week till Tell so you can tell me all about that, uh, that process. And I love Frank, man. Frank has become uh, a good buddy of mine, actually. So we'll see if we can get him on the show next week and get his thoughts on what's going on with the Maple Leafs, former Maple Leaf defenseman. Frank Corrado, that is. Uh, but that's going to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. You receive daily Leafs content Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. And follow the show at Locked on Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> that's a lie. I'm back on Monday. I will be back on Monday, not tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll be sleeping in and I'll be watching football in the afternoon, hockey at night, Leafs, Blues, tomorrow. We'll recap the show on Monday. Uh, And until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.